Welcome to Truth Radio on this Wednesday evening live stream with Pastor Daryl Sparks. It is our prayer this evening that as the word goes forth, that you would turn your house into a place of prayer, into a house of worship. That as the word goes forth, you will allow God's spirit to move into your home and allow him to work in your family. We know you will be blessed by this word this evening, and we thank you for listening to Truth Radio. You provide the Spirit, and I will open up inside. You All things new and I will 
tonight that he makes all things new. Can you sing it with me? Hallelujah. You make all things new. Yes, you make all things new. And I will follow you for one more time. We sing it out in the room. Hallelujah. You make all things new. You make all things new, and I will follow you forward. So I'm gonna wait on you, Jesus. I'm gonna wait on you, Jesus. I'm gonna wait on you, Jesus. I'm gonna wait on you. I'm not turning back now No, I'm not turning back now No, I'm not turning back now No, I'm not turning back now I said, I'm gonna wait on you, Jesus Yes, I'm gonna wait on you, Jesus Yes, I'm gonna wait on you Till my strength comes I'm gonna wait on you I'm making a declaration. I'm not turning back now. No, I'm not turning back. No matter what comes my way, I'm not turning back now. No, I'm not turning. One more time, sing it out. I'm on the way on you, Jesus. Yes, I'm on the way on you, Jesus. I'm on the way on you, Jesus. I'm on the way on you. I'm not turning back now. No, I'm not turning back now. No, I'm not turning back now. I'm not turning back now. Makes me wanna shout. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, your word. Praise the Lord, everyone. So great to have all of you with us again on this Wednesday evening. Again, I'm thankful for the Lord keeping each and every one of you. I've been talking to several of you, found out that most of you are doing well, and I appreciate what the Lord has been doing for us and keeping us during this time. Tonight, I would like for us to pray. Um, I have been giving several prayer requests each time before I preach, but tonight I just want to focus on one prayer request. I want us to pray for our church family. I've had a heavy burden for our church family and church families, and uh, I believe we need God to help us. I know these are difficult times and very stressful times, and I don't have any information in regards to specifics, but I do feel a very heavy burden for our church families. Would you join with me and let's pray. Lord Jesus, we are thankful, O God, again for your goodness, your mercy, and kindness to us. Thankful, Lord, again for the day that you have given to us, a day, Lord, to glorify you, exalt you, and lift you up on high. Thank you, Lord, again, God, for your keeping power, Lord, for you have kept every one of us, God, physically, Lord, and spiritually and mentally. 
Thankful, Lord, again, God, for your precious word, Lord, that has been in our hearts and in our minds. We've been able to read it, Lord, and study it. And I'm thankful, Lord, again, God, for the privilege of prayer. And Lord, tonight, God, I pray that you would touch and minister to every family, Lord, at the Palace of Praise. You see every one of our church families, God. You see each and every one of them in the situations, Lord, that they find themselves in. You know, God, where they are and what they are battling with at this time. I pray, God, that you would give them an anointing, give them a direction, Lord, by your Spirit, that you would help those, O oh God, that are having questions in their life and in their minds, that, Lord, you would answer them according to your Spirit. Those that may be discouraged tonight, Lord, that you would encourage them, that you would help them, O oh God, to lift up their head. Realize, Lord, that you are in control of all things. I pray, God, for those, Lord Jesus, that need provisions, Lord, that you would provide according to your divine will. I pray, Lord, that you would help each and every one of us tonight as we hear the Word of God. Help me, Lord, in handling the Word of God and touch every mind and heart and life, Lord, that they would receive the Word tonight. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Tonight, I'm not going to begin with a scripture verse before I'm going to go ahead and make some comments first and then give you our scripture text tonight. But there was one question that I never remember asking my parents. And this is the question. Do we have to go to church today? I already knew the answer to that question. See, my parents had confirmed and affirmed the answer to that question by their own actions, service after service after service. I remember my father had open heart surgery and he was in church the next service because we go to church when the doors are open. I remember falling from a two-story building when I believe I was nine or ten years of age and I was in the hospital for around six weeks in traction. Uh, and then I was in a potty cast for about another six weeks, and this happened when we lived in Tennessee. So you can know, and this happened in the summertime, so it was high temperature and high humidity. But let me describe that body cast to you. It went from my toes on my left leg to the knee on my right leg, and there was a bar between the knees and it went up on my upper body to just underneath my armpits. Now, I hope you can visualize that. Almost my entire body is covered with a body cast. And I'm talking about the old style cast. Yes, those plaster of Paris casts, the big old thick white cast, not like they have the air cast today. I'm talking about a full hard cast. Now, I would think that would be a good excuse to not to go to church. But my parents did not think that way. My dad put a reclining lawn chair in the back of his truck, that old Ford 67 Ford pickup truck. And because that body cast wouldn't bend, obviously, he would haul me to church like a load of firewood. Then he would take that lawn chair put it in the middle aisle at the church, and you heard me right, the middle aisle of the church, and lay me on that chair. Now, my parents made sure I was in church. 
So now you can see why I never ask the question, do we have to go to church today? Their actions sent a powerful message to me, and it's important to go to church. I said it's important to go to church. I hope our actions are sending the same message to our kids. My wife's parents, Bishop and Sister King, were and are the same way today. They are in their 80s, and they are still faithful to the house of God because you never get too old to be faithful to the house of God unless there are health issues. I don't know about you, but I'm missing the house of God. I'm missing the family of God. I'm missing the time for us to be able to get together and to fellowship with one another. I miss singing and worship together. I miss all of those things that we were so privileged to enjoy service after service after service. This pandemic has changed a lots of things, yet this pandemic has created a difficult and very dangerous situation for all of us. A very dangerous situation for all of us. My scripture text tonight is one that you're very familiar with. In Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 23, it says, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. Without wavering. For He is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. In verse 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner, manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as we see the day approaching. Apostle Paul is encouraging the people of God to stay connected. That's the reason why this pandemic is so dangerous, so very dangerous. We are sailing in uncharted waters, folks. Most of, most of us have never operated under these conditions. I hope that the precautions that we're taking doesn't prove to be more detrimental in the long term spiritually than the virus physically. Here's one of the dangers. People are becoming disconnected from the body of Christ and more socially connected or attached to social media. This can be both positive and negative, but only time will tell. So I can't really judge that at this point. There's a saying, it goes like this, seven days without prayer makes one week, W-E-A-K. But I might also state that three weeks without a church service can also make one week. I know that many of you were very faithful in tuning in for our services for the first couple of weeks, but are we still being faithful today? I believe we should have the alarm set on our phone so we don't forget church. It's a sad day when we get it, we're getting connected to church is less valuable than getting a roll of toilet paper. We'll stand in line for several minutes to get into the store, but we don't have time for a one-hour church service online. I'm not preaching a message of condemnation. It's just food for thought. We can't legally come together in a church service, but we can join together for a time of worship and preaching online. And thank God for Brother Damien and, and those that are leading us in worship 
And uh, I have made up my mind I'm not going to turn back, and hopefully you've made up your mind not to turn back. If this goes another four weeks or six weeks or eight weeks, I'm still going to stay faithful to God. Can I hear an amen from you tonight? See, it's not perfect, but these services online are better than nothing. <laughs> I think it's so interesting that even the early church, which was made up of new converts in Acts chapter 2, recognized the value of being together. Because Acts 2 and 42, I mean, this is right after the outpouring of the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. It's, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread, and in prayers. I believe they understood the value of being together. I wonder what their meetings were like. Have you ever thought about that? They didn't have a Leslie organ, electric piano, guitars, drums, or, or sound system, or anything like that. They often met without musical instrument to accompany their worship. They definitely didn't have a church building. I wonder what the service schedule looked like. Can you think about that? I wonder if they did the prayer, the two songs, a sermonette, a couple of head nods, and a closing prayer. And then a little time of shake each other's hand and let's rush home. I don't think so. I believe it's obvious that their meeting was dramatically different than ours. I believe their time together was a, a time to plan on how to minister and reach out to others. I don't, I don't believe any of them was blessed to hear general conference-style messages on a weekly basis. Their number one objective was to do, not just to be a Christian. We absolutely need the Word of God during this time. I'm going to say it again. We absolutely need the Word of God at this time. We need more than just reading the Word of God. Even though that's powerful and you need to do that, we need more than just reading. We need teaching and we need preaching. Romans 10 and 17, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. This verse isn't just referring to the faith needed to obey the plan of salvation. We can't be saved without faith. And we need the Word of God to generate faith. If you listen to our media, there are so many negative things. They're already always criticizing everybody, and, and they're always saying how bad it is here and how bad it's there and how bad it's going to get. And, and if you start looking at all those things, you can become very discouraged. But we need to hear the Word of God because it can generate faith. But we need faith every day to stay saved. When we are missing the getting together, even if it's online, it affects our faith thermometer, folks. And that lack of faith causes us to wander away from God. And issues start happening. I believe these times can be a time of testing. I believe these times are revealing some things that have always been there under the surface. Things that would have never been revealed. Things that would have never come out things that had, would have never been seen by you or by others, is now being seen because of these difficult times. 2 Corinthians 2 and 11 says this, Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. 
I know the context of this verse is Apostle Paul is referring to church discipline concerning someone who had made a mistake. But we can learn a lesson from this message. Apostle Paul said, you have to be careful when isolating this person that the devil doesn't use that to his advantage. And here's why. Because isolation can become something that the devil uses as a weapon against us. That's the reason why he said, lest Satan take advantage of us. We really need to be careful during this pandemic. We need to be careful during this time, folks. Why? This is a very real danger of this pandemic. This pandemic may only last a few weeks, but the damage created by this isolation because of the pandemic may last forever. I believe I have a word of the Lord for someone tonight, and you need to hear this pastor tonight. I believe the Lord gave me something for someone to hear tonight. I'm afraid if you don't hear the word of the Lord tonight, you may never walk back in the doors of the palace of praise and join in worship with the people of God again because the enemy may take advantage of you. Pastor, you're saying I'm a bad person? No, but I'm saying the devil is a sly old fox and he knows how to use this situation against you and take advantage of you. I'm trying to make you aware that we are in a battle. We are in a struggle. Not just you, but every one of us are in the same place, in the same boat. You need to understand this thing, I'm going to say it again, this pandemic may only last a few weeks, but the damage may be forever. A few thousand may lose their lives, and any life that is lost is a, is a great loss, folks. And I'm not minimizing that. But only time will tell how many may be destroyed spiritually by this pandemic. Again, I want to say it. This is a testing time. Are you up for the test? Are you ready for the test? It's a time when the real you is being asked to stand up. I'm not saying huh, the one that showed up on a Sunday morning and acted the part and played the part are dressed with the right length of sleeves and the right length of hair and everything just in order the way it was. But I'm talking about the real you is being asked to stand up in this pandemic. This pandemic is allowing you to see yourself. The stress of this pandemic is only revealing the stress fractures that were already in place before this pandemic ever hit. See, the enemy of your souls and the works of your flesh are applying pressure to those stress points and those stress fractures. See, relationships are being pushed to the limit, but some of those relationships that were already showing signs of breaking are now being pushed to the breaking point. Apostle Paul instructs us that the problem is we are ignorant. I'm afraid that 
we have ignored things for too long. There are things that we knew were there, but we have ignored them thinking that if we ignore them, they would just go away. If we hide them, then they would just go away. But if I could just stay busy doing something at the house of God, whether it's singing in the house of God or maybe being a greeter at the door or an usher or maybe cleaning on the church or doing something or just staying busy doing something, then I can pacify myself by saying, hey, I'm doing all right. But now we're put in a place where we're isolated from the body of Christ. And there are some things that we have acted ignorant about that God wants to bring to our attention, and God is bringing to our attention. Paul mentioned one thing. He said, we are ignorant of the devices of Satan, or the purpose of Satan, or the game plan of Satan. And I'm here to tell you, the devil has a game plan. And his game plan is to destroy you, destroy your family, and to affect the church of God negatively. But I believe there's a second item, and it's an item that we need to consider. It requires us to do some soul searching. Yes, we can look at those around us and label them as instruments of Satan. Yes, Pastor, you're right. They are a device of Satan and the devil. And that may be what you're thinking. But I believe that God has given me a word for someone listening to me today. I have a word from the Lord for you. If you want to find the real problem, if you really want to locate the source of the instrument that I believe the devil is using against you, are you ready? If you're with somebody right now, why don't you ask them that question? Are you ready? Now ask them this question. Can you handle it? This part of the message isn't for everybody who's listening, but I know it's for someone who is listening because God gave me this word for somebody. And here's the instructions that I have for you tonight if you're ready to find what's really giving you your greatest problem. Look in the mirror. Look in the mirror. This pandemic has only revealed what was in you all the time. Here's the question for you. Are you still reading your Bible and praying? Or has this pandemic, has this isolation revealed your love for the Word of God and your love for prayer? Are you still living a life that's pleasing to God or now that you don't have to see the body of Christ so much and you don't see people seeing you so much, then you're drifting a little bit? Someone needs to hear me today. Can I just give you what the Lord gave me for this service this evening? And I'm going to say it again. It's not for everybody, but it's definitely for someone because the Lord gave me this message. I wish I could say this in person, but maybe it's best this way. First, I want to say something for you to say something to me. I want you to say, I love you, Pastor. Come on, would you say it just one more time? I love you, Pastor. Now, I hope you mean that because I'm about to test that love. Ready? You are creating difficult situations in your home during this pandemic. Why? It's your insecurities and your low self-esteem 
That's what's making you act so different and be so jealous. You're making crazy accusations. Again, I have no facts for this. I'm just giving you what the Holy Ghost gave to me. You're making crazy accusations because you're struck, stuck in the house with someone all the time. And what has been there all the time is now coming out. It's your flesh that needs to be conquered before you destroy the very people you love. See, the devil is using this time of the pandemic to divide, and he's using it to divide our homes and to divide, divide our families. Why? Because the family of God is built up on every home of the palace of praise. Every one of the, your families is what is the foundation for our church. And you don't need to be ignorant of his devices. Here's the danger. You are already isolated from the church body. Now you are isolating yourself from the people who love you. People you are hurting because you won't look in the mirror. Hear me. They aren't the problem. You need to look inside. See, the devil is using yourself to cut the last ropes that's holding you in the family and holding you in the church. Oh, you need to hear me. Please hear the word of the Lord tonight. I, was, I wasn't delivering this message to you online. I'd, I'd personally call and give you this message, but I don't know who it's for. But God loves you enough to send you a message to save your soul. And not only yours, but maybe also saving the souls of people in your family. Anyone who isolates himself is predisposed to snares and deceptions of this world. One of the deceptions is to think that you don't need anyone and you are self-sufficient. Let me tell you, we need one another. You need your family. You need the family of God. Even Satan needs people to be his agents, folks. He needs people to be his agents to do his work. The devil needs people. So how much more should the people of God need people? We are the sheep of his pasture. You don't see sheep just wandering around the fields by themselves. They like to stay in or near the sheep foe. Yes, we can't come together like we normally do as the body of Christ. But in your spirit and mentally, you need to stay attached to the body of Christ. It's when the sheep wanders away from that the wolf targets it, folks. Sheep are not independent. Hear me. Sheep are not independent. Apostle Peter warned of the device of Satan. In 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse number 8, he said this, Be sober. Be vigilant. You're going to have to give it some effort. You're going to have to work at this. It's not just going to happen because the situation you're finding yourself in, you've been doing it a long time to create such a nasty situation for you and for your relationship and for your family. And you think that in just a moment of time, it's just going to disappear? No. You need to be vigilant. You need to work at this. You need to make up your mind. You're going to make some changes to you 
and quit trying to change other people. I'm sorry to be so bold tonight, but I'm only giving you what the Lord gave to me. Again, I know this word, this specific word doesn't apply to everybody, but I know the message of us being together, staying together, and staying connected is for everybody who's hearing the sound of my voice. So be sober. Be sober. Be sober. Be sober. Don't let the things that you're involved in right now, you become drunk on those things. Because we can become drunk on entertainment. We can become drunk on the activities we're getting involved in because we don't have church again. But be vigilant because your adversary, the devil. Folks, let me make it very clear to you. He's not observing social distancing. The devil's not staying outside of your house because there's a pandemic. He's not worried about any pandemic. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about. He's coming into your homes. He's getting into your relationships. And he's beginning to bother you, sinking whom he may devour or destroy. When you start pulling away, that's not God. If you're with somebody there... You need to look across the room and look at them and tell them, if you're pulling away, that's not God. If you're pulling away, that's not God. The Spirit of God draws us to God and to the body of Christ. The devil wants to isolate us. God wants us to come together. When you look in the book of Acts, you find the revival came through unity when they came together. That's the reason why our scripture text tonight, Paul wrote, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. Soon I believe this verse will have a more powerful meaning than ever before, this verse I'm about to read. I believe some of you are going to read this verse in a few days, few weeks when we're able to come together and it's going to have a whole new meaning to you because of what we're going through right now. And that's this, Psalm 122 and verse 1. Psalm 122 and verse 1, it says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Hear, hear me tonight, someone. You need to hear this pastor tonight who has a burden for the church and for the families of the palace of praise. I'm concerned because God has been dealing with me that we have divisions going on in our home. And I felt like the Holy Ghost said that part of that division was jealousy. And somebody needs to realize that jealousy is as cruel as the grave and you're hurting people, you're destroying relationships that it may take weeks, months, or may never be repaired if you don't humble yourself and seek God and pray through. I'm here to tell you, jealousy is not from God. Jealousy is a lack of love, and you need the love of God working in your life. I believe I got some more things that I need to preach right now, but I'm just going to tell you, I really feel right now we need to really pray. I believe there are, there are some homes that are under attack right now that 
These next few days may make the difference whether they stay together or don't stay together. There are some people that are becoming weary with this battle. You're getting weary with the situation you find yourself in. You're getting weary with your financial situation. You're getting weary by being cooped up and we're all getting cabin fever. Every one of us are experiencing cabin fever we can't go anywhere. We can't go out and eat like we normally can. We can't go out to the parks and hang out like we normally can and do things like we normally can. And, and it's beginning to start wearing on every one of us. But I'm going to tell you, our God is our strength. He is our help. He's our strength. He's our hope. And God can help us. But it makes it very clear in the Word of God. We've got to humble ourselves and pray. And seek His face that God may intervene in some of these situations. I know I could preach some more, but I feel like we really need to pray. Would you join with me and let's pray. Hear me. I want us to pray for our church families. I want us to pray for relationships that the enemy is trying to divide homes. And divide parents from kids. And trying to destroy the very foundation of the palace of praise. Would you join with me and let's pray. God, you are a God who is omniscient, knowing all things from the beginning even to the end. You know every situation, God, in every home. You see the enemy, oh God, that is attacking, Lord Jesus, these stress fractures that were already there. The enemy God is putting his fingers, Lord, into those cracks in relationship and is trying to pry people apart and create division, Lord. But God, we understand that you are a God of unity and you are a God that brings things together. And Lord, I pray, God, that you would bring us together, Lord, in the unity of the Spirit. I pray, God, for husbands and wives, Lord, that are in the midst of a battle spiritually and also, God, in their relationship, Lord. I pray, O oh God, that you would touch them, Lord Jesus, and stir them and move them, O oh God, by the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I pray, God, that you would work, Lord Jesus, upon every mind and every heart and every life. I pray, God, right now, Lord, that your spirit would move into every one of our homes, O oh God. You would lift up a standard, God, around your people, Lord, and put a hedge there to protect them, God, from the darts of the enemy that have been thrown, Lord, in their direction. I pray, God, protect their mind. Cleanse, Lord, I pray, their minds, Lord. Help them, God, to release some of these feelings that they have been holding on to hurts, now, from the past, God, that they need to forgive people love. I pray, God, right now the things, Lord, that have been buried in the heart, God, would be pulled out and dealt with, Lord, by your Spirit. And we, oh God, would move past this hurt, Lord Jesus. And let the love of God, I pray, Lord, heal every mind, every heart, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. In the name of Jesus, we pray. I know we've been praying, but... Could we take just one more moment and I would like for you, if you're there with someone and it's appropriate, if you would just reach over and let's join each other's hand. And I think it'd be great if we pray together in unity, Lord, for the ones that are right there on your right and on your left, that we pray for our families as a whole. I, I believe, I, 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 I'm not going to try to sing the song, but I remember the song that says, bind us together, bind us together with cords that cannot be broken. We need the Holy Ghost to bind us together because the enemy is seeking to divide us. 
And when He divides us, He weakens us. And if there's a time we ever needed the strength of unity, it's right now during these times of isolation. So if it's appropriate, if you'd reach over and grab someone's hand and we could take a moment and pray together. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray God for each and every one of these tonight, Lord. As we are joined together, Lord, by hands, I also pray, God, that we would be joined together by heart and by mind, Lord. Give us one mind, Lord, that we may have the very mind of Christ, Lord. Let the heartbeat of God pound in the heart of each and every one of us, God. And we truly, Lord, would seek after you with our whole heart, soul, mind, and strength. I pray, God, that you would bring us together, Lord, in the unity of the Word and the unity of the Spirit. Lord, I pray, God, that you would cast out every spirit, Lord, from every home. And we plead your blood, O oh God, in the covering of your blood over every mind and heart in every house, Lord, of the palace of praise. Your perfect will to be done, Lord Jesus, until we can get together again, Lord. Keep us, O oh God, in your hand. In the name of Jesus, we pray. We give you all the glory and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, it's been good to be with you again tonight. And as you know, they have asked us not to get together until April the 30th. And so we'll just waiting to see if that's still going to be in place. And even then, we'll have to see what we can do to make it safe for everybody when we come back together. But the Lord willing, we will get to back together soon. But until we do, the Lord willing, we will be having service at 11 a.m. every Sunday and also on Wednesday night at 7 p.m. I'm telling you, you need to set the alarm on your clock or whatever you need to do, your phone, whatever you need to do to remember that because you need to be connected with us. I know you can listen to it later, but because he's got it on the, uh, if you go on the podcast, you'll find the Palace of Prayed podcast there on Truth Radio, and you can click there and listen to this these at any time. But I think you need to tune in at 11 o'clock on Sunday so we can be together, and you need to tune in at 7 o'clock on Wednesday night. And don't, if you were going to get at church at 7, then you need to be online at 7. Lay everything else aside and be there on time. Well, enough said. God bless you. I love you guys. We miss you very, very much. I look forward to seeing you. I can't wait till we can get together again. God bless you in Jesus' name.